Hi, I'm Angela East and welcome to another edition of the East Meets West podcast. This podcast is proudly focused on Western Australia, the engine room of the Australian economy. From the CEOs, company directors, brokers, entrepreneurs and everyone in between, East Meets West is a deep dive into what makes the greatest state on earth tick. On this episode of the East Meets West podcast, I'm chatting with Alex Biggs, Managing Director of Lightning Minerals, which is exploring for lithium, nickel, cobalt, copper and platinum group elements right next door to Liontown Resources in an emerging lithium super province in Western Australia. Fortescue Metals Group is on the register of this junior battery metals play after vending some prospective ground into the company prior to its ASX debut in November 2022. The main focus for Lightning Minerals is the Dundas project it acquired from Fortescue which is located near Norseman and surrounded by multiple operators in the region with proven lithium and critical minerals resources. Alex, who prior to joining Lightning Minerals headed up Canada-focused lithium explorer Critical Resources, joins me this week to discuss this hot WA address, the potential for another major lithium discovery, and the similarities to Liontown's Baldonia project. Welcome to the podcast, Alex. Thanks, Angela. It's good to be here. Great. So firstly, let's talk about your flagship project, Dundas. What prompted Lightning to acquire that ground from Fortescue? We acquired that from FMG back in about mid-2022, which led to our listing in November 2022. And look, at that time, you know, we were looking at, uh, at Dundas as an as a emerging lithium province. Obviously, to the north uh, of Dundas, we have um, Mount Marion, of course, which is mineral resources. There's Bald Hill in that region. Um, there's the Baldania project, which is Liontown's um, secondary project. But just remember, that was the initial uh, catalyst for Liontown to move into the lithium space. So, you know, that's a resource there, about 15 million tonnes at 1% um, Li2O. Now, our assets are surround, um, or, you know, to the north, south and to the east of uh, Liontown's Baldania project. So we like the lithologies there, we like the geology. Um, and overall, we saw that region as an expanding and growing region um, and being very relevant to the lithium thematic and you know lithium production um, and exploration here in Western Australia. So I think when you look at Western Australia as a whole, there's you know it produces 50 you know 52 percent of the world's lithium. So it's a very significant um, you know province and, and region globally. And we saw Dundas as that emerging um, region. So our Dundas North project sit just to the east of Bald Hill, uh, Lithium Tantalum project, which has been operating for a number of years, um, just recently purchased, of course, by Mineral Resources. So we see, um, you know, as a, as a regional play, um, excellent, big tick there. Um, at the time that we acquired them, probably a little bit underappreciated as a region. Uh, since then, we've seen it grown. Um, and of course, prospectivity, um, plenty of prospectivity in that region. So those, I guess, were the key points um, for the acquisition. So Lightning Minerals has just finished an air core drilling program at the Dundas project. What are some of the early takeaways there? Are you seeing similarities to Liontown's neighbouring Baldania Lithium project? We have completed uh, some air core drilling recently um, on our 2000 tenement, which is about 10 kilometres to the east of uh, Baldania. Uh, you know, what prompted that was the initial uh, soil sampling programs and subsequent infill soil sampling programs that we did there. Uh, we had up to 218 ppm um, LI uh, assays, which is very high. I mean, typically the, the background tends to be 50 to 60 um, ppm. So 
that's what allowed us to, to I guess, um, start looking at um, uh, looking at targets, and and that was the the starting point and the the bat and the and the base for that Air Corps program. So the Air Corps program is a cheap, fast, um, and effective way to identify pegmatites, um, identify mineralization um, deeper than what you get from just your, your your surface soil sampling. So for us, it's a it's always a fact finding mission. I guess with early stage exploration, like we are, um, there's a lot of work that goes into that, and you know the the stages of work are somewhat incremental. And as I say to the guys here, um, you know, does the work we've done support the next stage of work? So, you know, we're 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 liking what we see there. Um, you know, I think generally just across Dundas, we like the prospectivity. It does take time. Um, you know, it's not uh, you're not going to get a uh, a banger um, on every single hole that you drill. That's just the nature of this stage of exploration. But um, look, um, we like Dundas. We like the region. We like lithium. We like the thematic, despite the um, you know current global, I guess, downward pressure on on the price there. But uh, yeah, it's a good place to be. So we're pretty happy. Yeah. So what are the next steps then, following on from the air core drilling? program at Dundas? So once we get results from that, uh, the the assays are pending for that. So we'll see that in the next six to eight weeks, I believe. We'll then look at what a follow-up program might look like. Maybe we look at RC drilling to follow up. We've also got some further uh, soil sampling work to do on our Dundas South projects. And also we want to do some infill soil sampling on our Dundas North projects. Dundas North, we've defined some pretty clear target areas, but they're quite big. I mean, one of those is up to 30 kilometres square. Um, I mean, that's a huge area, up to 147 ppmli, gained very, very good. So it's about defining drill targets for us. Um, so for now, that's what we're, we're trying to do, just get that pipeline of targets and keep executing. Obviously, as you've mentioned, there's a lot going on in the lithium space in WA. Um, do you see Lightning Minerals as potentially on the radar of its larger neighbours and a, a possible takeover target if the company makes a significant discovery? I mean, that's always a, that's always a possibility. I, I, I think that, you know, as a, as a business, it's important to do what you say you're going to do. Um, and we've done that since our IPO. Uh, we're still searching for that discovery. Um, that's, that's the nature of early stage exploration. Um, you know, if you if you find a project, then of course, there's always potential there. Um, who knows what happens, right? But I think for us as a business, and I've always believed this, that, you know, the work that we do on our projects, um, you know, we should do that work as if we want to build a project in, in the end. That's important. And who knows, down the, down the line, you make a discovery, you've got, uh, you've got some interested neighbours, um, you know, and they, they come to the party with a nice check, then of course, that's something that you look at. I mean, it's always about doing what's right for the company first. So, you know, but that would be a very uh, nice situation to find ourselves in, um, hopefully in the future. So there's been a lot of activity in the critical mineral space, uh, particularly from the Australian and state governments as they work to grow the industry over here. What are your thoughts on the moves they've made so far and what would you like to see from governments to help position Australia and in particular Western Australia as a key critical minerals destination? I'll give you two words, um, a lot more, or three words, a lot more is the answer. I think all these uh, targets and green energy targets, which uh, have been rolled out around the world over the last few years, they're great. They're, they're, you know, it's fantastic that we, that we have something to um, aim towards. 
what gets measured gets accomplished. I feel there's a lack of measuring in a lot of this. I think the actual plan of implementing some of this stuff is is a little bit unknown at this stage. Yeah, I think that particularly Western Australia, I mean, I, I look at us as a, obviously we're a key producer in a lot of commodities, not just critical minerals, but you know, as I said, lithium, you know, 52% of the world's lithium is produced here in WA. Uh, what are we doing about that as far as downstream goes? I know we've got processing options. Why can't we look at some sort of manufacturing too? And the government will tell you, oh, you know, labor's too expensive, um, power's too expensive. Well, there's ways to offset those costs and, and give, you know, manufacturers an opportunity, um, you know, to come here and, you know, they should offset those costs in some way. So, I think that there should be more vertical integration. I think that has to happen. Um, I'm not saying we build, you know, complete vehicles here, for example, but I think we should do more downstream work. That's, uh, that certainly adds to the buoyancy of um, of our economy. Um, we are just uh, well, we are just a mining um, country right now, and I think um, we can change that, um, particularly with our location um, to China and and the rest of Asia. So. I would like to see the government looking at, uh, at, at at more sustainable ways of keeping a lot of those commodities, um, you know, in this country, um, and you know, look at downstream manufacturing a bit more. Um, and as far as you know, the infrastructure that's required for the green energy revolution, evolution, change, whatever you want to call it, um, I'm starting to see um, a lot more electric vehicles on the road, as I'm sure you are. I'm starting to see a few more charging points um, here and there, but. That needs to accelerate as well, um, and the government needs to help people um, into electric vehicles, for example, or it needs to help people into, um, you know, solar, um, you know, panels for their houses um, and battery storage, uh, that sort of thing. So I think there's still some unknowns there. I still believe in the thematic. The government doesn't move quickly. I don't think it does in any um, in any country, perhaps other than China. Um, but I would like to see them um, providing commentary, particularly at the moment when we see a massive downward pressure on lithium prices. Um, you know, I don't see much comment from the government about, you know, their targets and, and the thematic as a whole. So I think I would like to like to see them step up and, and support, you know, the, the companies and um, the businesses that are producing these key commodities for a change that they've committed to, committed to for the next sort of 50 years. So that's what I would ask the government to do. The company is also in quite a strategic lithium location in Canada. Tell us a bit about your projects there. Yeah, that's correct. So we're in um, we're in Quebec, and uh, Quebec is, you know, when we look at some of the largest lithium projects on the planet, they're in Quebec. I mean, if we look at uh, you know Patriot Battery Metals, of course, um, you know, defining a, a, a huge um, a huge asset there in Colvert. Um, and we like that region. I like Canada as a whole. Previously, um, you mentioned in the intro, I've done work there um, in Ontario, which um, I think is a great place to do business. Quebec is equally equally as good, um, you know, as far as geology goes, and as far as um, as far as uh, um, you know, opportunity and prospectivity goes, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic place to be, um, and. You know, we've started uh, we've started work um, over on our Dalmas and Hiver projects in Canada. We acquired those uh, last year, and you know, again, it's early stage exploration. But the only way the only way you find out the answer is getting on the ground and doing the work. So, 
Um, for us, that's uh, that's also a key part of our strategy. And you know, what, where this puts us, it puts us in two of the key uh, lithium and critical minerals um, hubs on the planet, right? So, um, you know, I think there's a lot more evolution um, in those regions as far as what it looks like as far as supply goes. But you know, we're in at the ground floor, um, early exploration. So, for a company our size, I think that's a great place to be. Yeah, so you, you've outlined a pretty aggressive exploration strategy with a clear focus on lithium. Run us through what you're hoping to achieve there. Yeah, I mean, you know, as I say, early stage exploration, it's um, it's where we see the multiples in businesses. It's where we see the upside um, in companies. I think that, you know, you have to get on the ground. You have to have a good team. You have to be able to define um, targets. And, you know, that's what we're doing right now. We're testing those targets and you know, we're ticking them off um, um, as we go. So we've done quite a lot of work in the, um, well, nearly um, 18 months since we've been listed. Um, and, you know, we'll keep doing that. It's not, uh, you know, we're here to, we're here to build a business in this, in this thematic, in this space. Um, and the only way you do that is getting on the ground and, and doing the exploration. Um, I mean, we've got a great team here. Um, a great geological team. Our exploration manager, Jared Woodland, he's very experienced in the lithium space. Um, one of the most experienced lithium geologists, I think, in Western Australia. So great to have him on board. Um, and we just keep executing, we keep moving forward. So, you know, I think even in times like this, where times are down and times are tough, um, you still have to execute on the, on the strategy. You still have to, um, you know, deliver. You still have to do what you say you're going to do. Obviously, money is always a consideration, and we do it as cost-effectively as we can. Um, but that shouldn't mean we uh, we stop doing what we said we were going to do. Yeah. So as you mentioned a few times, yeah, the the lithium space is a little bit tight at the moment. But um, and investors are a little gun shy about lithium players, thanks to the recent drop in prices. But with the electric vehicle market still in its early days, the longer-term prospects are extremely positive. Um, what are your thoughts on the outlook for the battery metal? If we believe in the targets, um, Angela, if we believe in the commitment of governments globally to this um, green energy revolution, evolution, whatever you want to call it, then the future looks bright. I mean, you know, the 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 irony of all this is that obviously there's a there's supposedly, I mean, if you look at the price, it would it would indicate so an oversupply of um, lithium raw materials, which is principally coming from China. Um, what this means at these prices is that companies are not um, developing their assets. They're not even exploring for their, their assets anymore and defining resources. Why would you, with the price being what it is today? Um, I'm counter to that. You know, the antithesis of that is that you know I think that this this change will happen, um, and people will wake up in the next you know one year, two years, over the next five years, and realise we're a long way behind and. That's where the lithium price, of course, um, rebounds. Now, um, a counter-argument to that, again, is that the governments um, around the world that have committed to these green energy policies um, don't execute on them. And I don't think that it's as binary as that. Maybe they get adjusted. Maybe the the timelines get pushed out a little bit, perhaps. But I don't believe that uh, they, um, you know, they have a full U-turn on their commitment to you know, green energy. So I think over the next six to 12 months, we'll see the lithium price rebound. And I think um, over the next two years, we'll, we'll certainly see it a lot more buoyant than where it is today. That's great, Alex. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, Angela. Appreciate your time.